it's almost like we create tunnel vision that only holds space for what our minds are convinced may happen. That's what creates the fear because God forbid what unfolds in the future doesn't match our own preconceived expectations, then we're fucked. When we dissect human emotions, we realize that we're really not all that different. We're all human, and this collective fact in all of its complexity is beautiful. Welcome to The Art of Being Human. I've been thinking a lot about what I wanted to talk about in my first episode, and I've landed on the idea of beginning and starting new because I thought it was fitting, it being my first episode. I've envisioned having my own podcast for a long time, but I never really got myself to take meaningful action. I would think to myself things like, I'm not ready yet. I have to wait until I'm fully evolved, fully perfect, fully complete until I share myself with the world. I wasn't ready to give my imperfect and vulnerable self to the world. I was so freaking afraid of being judged for being imperfect, so afraid of failure that it held me back from doing something that I really wanted to do. I know that I have absolutely no credibility to inform people on big topics about how to live life. I mean, I'm literally a 20-year-old girl with no background or experience in any of this stuff. So I was really concerned before starting this podcast because the last thing I want is for people to think that I'm telling them what is the right or wrong way to live. So before I go any further, I just want to preface and disclaim that I am in no way intending to act as a superior on this platform. I'm merely using a culmination of my limited but not really invaluable personal life lessons as well as independent research to talk about hard and vulnerable topics. But like I was saying, yeah, I was super worried because I didn't want to be judged for not being credible enough to have my own platform. But little did I know it was actually my own personal judgment and anxieties that were holding me back from starting something that I really wanted to do and something that I know I could really grow on and learn through. I mean, I think it's hard for all of us to tackle something new, but I think it's because of our own fears of failure and judgment that make it hard for us to start something totally unknown. So the question is, why is it so hard to start something new? I'm really humbled that you guys are willing to listen to me explore this topic through my own findings and anecdotes that may or may not be true to your own path to self and life discovery. There's some weird part of our brain that loves our comfort zone. It would just love for things to stay exactly the way they are and to be able to make accurate predictions of the future all the time. So I think it's safe to say that we're all extremely comfortable in our own chaos. It's known, it's predictable, it's consistent. And anytime we want to disrupt this and get out of the loop, 
it can feel like the entire universe is trying to stop us. I heard um, some TikTok sound, and I wish I knew who the quote is from, but I have the quote here, and I want to read it because I think it captures the process of starting something new in such a concise and beautiful way. So it goes, you have to master a new skill, but you're avoiding it because you'll know you'll be bad at it when you first do it. And if you're a perfectionist, you're going to say, well, I can't allow myself to be bad at it. I can't allow myself to be a fool. And no wonder. But the problem is, when you try something new, you're always a fool. And so unless you're willing to be a fool, you can't learn anything new. You are a fool when you first try something new. But you're worse a fool if you don't try it. Mm. Yeah, when I first heard that quote, I felt personally attacked. Like, okay, am I avoiding something? Yes. Is it because I'm afraid of looking like a fool and failing? Probably. Is there any truth or logic behind my fears and anxieties? I'm not so sure. But if I fell prey to the parts of my brain that felt so safe in my life's predictability, I'd miss out on my potential. In order to escape that part of my brain that wants to stay comfortable forever, I'd have to just close my eyes and take the leap. Just take that first step, absolutely blind, unready, bare, and imperfect. Usually the thoughts that show up when I'm about to start something new are things like, well, maybe I'll just be ready sometime in the future. Or I'm just going to wait until I have these resources. Or I just don't think I have it in me to do this yet. But the actual emotions that show up when I'm about to start something new are things like fear, lack, um, this feeling of the need for validation, anxiety, and worry. And this is because starting something new is completely unknown, and the unknown is fucking scary. I mean, it's literally impossible for our brains to understand the unknown, to, like, see the future. So, of course, we're going to feel scared when we're jumping headfirst into that abyss. The mind can trick us into thinking that we're not ready to dive into that space by convincing us that we're lacking skills, lacking resources, lacking the readiness to start. But none of this is logical. Maybe once we shift our perspective away from lack, we'd realize that we're the most ready we will ever be right now. Because if not now, when? Listen, I know it's not always that simple to just armor up and tackle your shit like that. It's just not the way we're hardwired and we don't have to pretend that we are. But I do think that the key to calming emotions like fear, lack, anxiety before starting something new in order to feel confident enough to just jump consists of four key things. One, release expectations of the future. Two, trust yourself and your resilience. Three, stop the comparison between you and other people. And four, be ready to feel embarrassed. Let's touch on the first one, releasing expectations of the future. 
I think the beauty of the unknown is that there are unlimited possibilities of outcomes. As a defense mechanism, it's common for our brain to always assume the worst. Now, the problem with expectations is that they block blessings. Like, let's say, for example, it's going to rain tomorrow, okay? Now, let's also say that I hate rainy days, which I don't, but let's just assume that I hate rainy days. So I wake up, and I immediately know it's going to be a bad day. Great, it's raining. I woke up late, I feel groggy, this is going to be the worst. So the whole day, I go about with a puss on my face. Everything is annoying me. The cold, the wet rain, the slipping of my shoes on the ground, the mud, just everything, pissing me off. Um, so to avoid the messy, unpleasant parts of the day, I decide that it is the most safe and the most comfortable in my home. And what do I miss by staying at home? I miss the rainbow after the rain. You see, when we avoid what we think might be messy and unpleasant, when we stay comfortable and avoid the hard parts, we miss the parts that can be the most beautiful. It's almost like we create tunnel vision that only holds space for what our minds are convinced may happen. That's what creates the fear because, God forbid, what unfolds in the future doesn't match our own preconceived expectations, then we're fucked. Then we go into defense mode. It's as if life is now attacking us and we're spending more time fighting against life than on the thing we wanted to start in the first place. Once we absolutely surrender to all of the infinite possibilities of the future, we allow ourselves to trust not only about how fate and the future will play out, but more importantly, we learn to trust ourselves. This goes right into my second tip, which is trusting yourself and your resilience. Trusting yourself, I think, is about knowing that whatever comes your way, you have the strength to come back to your centered morals and values to redirect. But how do we build that? It's really not that easy to begin building self-trust. I mean, we're only human. We fail. We break promises we make to ourselves. We change our minds. It's always been really hard for me personally to keep promises that I make to myself. I'll be like, oh, I'll clean my room tomorrow. Or, oh, I'll start eating better tomorrow. But, like, it's not always realistic to keep promises like that. For instance, something sometimes comes up like homework and I don't necessarily have the time to clean my room. Or let's say there's a night that I want to go out to eat with my friends and I'm really drooling over that cheesecake instead of that salad. Whatever the case may be, life happens, shit happens, and that's okay. It changes, it flows. But how do we build self-trust by keeping these self-promises even throughout the changing tides of life? I think self-trust comes through keeping that center, keeping your vision close by, having faith that whatever happens, you'll bounce right back to the place that holds your dreams, that holds your heart. You'll remember your morals. You'll remember your values. You'll remember and grow through adversity by being resilient to the way that life flows. Surrender and know that the future holds 
unlimited possibilities. And that's okay. We can't always control life, but we can control how we react to it. So before starting something new, like building a brand or applying for a job, starting your own company or whatever you're about to begin, drop the expectations. Surrender to the unlimited amount of possibilities that the future holds and trust that no matter what, you'll be resilient enough to combat whatever curveballs may show up. So the third tip that may help calm emotions like fear or anxiety before starting something new is stop the comparison between you and other people. The way that we view success is so misconstrued. It's so interesting and honestly sometimes funny the way we work. I feel like when we want a certain lifestyle, we tend to look at other people who already have those things and are already living that lifestyle in order to see the steps that we need to take to get there. I know I do it. I think emulation can be a lighthouse guiding us to our dreams in a realistic way, but I also think it can be detrimental to our own individualized paths. We're not the same. We all have different lives, different resources, different skills, even different gifts of luck. If all we did was compare ourselves and what we have to the lives of others with different access to the tools that we need, we'd find ourselves in an era of anxiety, um, depression, feelings of shame or lack, low self-worth. Sounds a hell of a lot like the world we're living in right now, right? The only way to start something of our own and have it be our own while still coming from a place of true authenticity and honesty, I think that we need to eliminate the comparison and focus on our own toolbox. What do I have that can help me do this? What are my skills? What are my resources? What does my surrounding life look like? These are the only purposeful questions that I think we can ask ourselves. We can't say, well, how are he, how is he or she doing that? Do I need to do that first? Do I need to have those things? Do I have enough? Am I enough? I think emulation is completely normal, but it teeters along the lines of communal growth and evolution with comparison shame and lack so in order to really hone in and focus on how to begin something in our own lives i think it's essential to drop the comparisons put our heads down and look inside our toolbox the last thing i want to touch on is this embarrassment is the prerequisite for success embarrassment is the cost of entry I read a post on Twitter that said, if you aren't willing to look like a foolish beginner, you'll never become a graceful master. Your first workout will be bad. Your first painting will be bad. Your first uh, speech will be bad. Your first podcast will be bad. The point is your first anything will be bad. Put your ego aside and just start. Fall down, get back up start over again, but never lose sight of your vision. I've learned that sometimes we're our worst enemy. 
thinking is essential for planning, but sometimes overthinking gets in our own way. When we just drop the fear of judgment, drop the expectations, drop our ego, get rid of the fear of failure or embarrassment, and just take that first step, we show respect to our soul and pledge honor to our life. I'm going to leave you with this poem that I found on Arena. And who's to say, my art and my poems must be full-grown trees. Why not saplings? Why not seeds? Is there not value in early beginnings? Must my garden brim with dazzling full blooms? Or is there not beauty in blueprints too? Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Art of Being Human Podcast and rate the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See you next time.